Hey guys, it's Friday, April 17th in U.S. history. Let's take a moment, remember that we are in God's holy presence. I would like to congratulate everybody on finishing Unit 8. Right, we are now moving on to Unit number 9. This is what many of you have been waiting for. World War II. Right? We are also looking at the Cold War in this unit as well. So the unit is World War II and the Cold War. By the time you are listening to this, the slides for this unit have been posted, the essential and skill questions for this unit have been posted, and Friday's work for April 17th has been posted as well. Mr. Meyer is pinning the slides and essential and skill questions to the top of classroom for this unit, since you're going to need them every day of class for this unit. So they're right up there at the top. And then you'll also need the assignment post for every day. For today, you are going to need your essential and skill questions and the notes. You're going to need the email that you got from Mr. Meyer last night, and you'll need the assignment post for today. I would like to point out to everybody before we dive right into World War II that the extra credit opportunities that were posted when we started online learning, those have been extended Right? You still have time to do them. If you have questions about them, please ask Mr. Meyer about when you want to finish them and things like that. Please also note that soon there's going to be a third extra credit opportunity that's very similar to the one that's specifically for Unit 8. There's going to be one that's specifically for Unit 9 as well where there are a bunch of different interesting things to read, watch, listen to, enjoy that have to do with World War II and the Cold War. All right. So today we are starting World War II and we really need some background. All right. So Friday, today's work, a decent chunk of it is going to be right now. I want you to listen to this story time of what's happening in the world before and to cause World War II, okay? Please take notes in your new Essential and Skill Questions notes, and here we go. You can flip to slide number two, okay? So before we get into what people were doing, Doing, we need to understand what people were thinking in the world. Okay, what was happening in the world was the rise of two ideologies, fascism and communism. Okay, these two ideologies became very prevalent in the world in the 1920s, 30s, and 40s. Okay. First, and probably more important for World War II, is the ideology of fascism. 
fascism is basically nationalism, except as you can see on the slide I wrote, fascism is like nationalism on every drug you can think of all at the same time. Okay. It's nationalism taken to an extreme where not only do you only want to promote your country because your country is the best, it takes on an ethnic basis and anyone outside of your country, your core country's ethnicity should be removed or killed in the case of World War II. Okay, so fascism is like nationalism on all the drugs in the world at the same time, okay? Communism, we talked communism really briefly before we went to online learning. Communism is basically the, the government should ensure that all people in the country have an equal share of all wealth and resources in the country. That way, there are no rich and poor. Everybody is the same. Okay, we're going to examine communism in a lot more depth when we're done with World War II in a week and a little bit, in a little over a week. Okay, what's important for us right now is that Communism and fascism are on opposite sides of the political spectrum, okay? Communism is very far to the left. When I say left, what the easiest thing for you to understand would be Democrats in the United States. Democrats in America are on the left. Probably the furthest left you can think of is Bernie Sanders, Communism is all the way to the extreme, past Democrats, past Bernie, okay? Fascism is on the complete opposite side of the spectrum, okay? It's on the right. When we say the right, the easiest comparison for you will be Republicans in the United States today, okay? And fascism is... All the is blows past Republicans on the right and goes all the way to the farthest right you can go. Okay, so fascism and communism actually butt heads, but what they have in common is that the it, the fact that they are both incredibly extreme politically often leads to the fact that in order to make it happen, you need a dictator. Okay, you need an authoritarian, one person in charge of an entire country to make either of these things happen. Now, we'll be able to see that this is exactly what happened on slide number three. So flip to slide number three. All right, as we're talking about all this stuff on slide number three, I encourage you to open a new tab and search for images of these different people and also figure out where in the world in relation to the United States these countries are, okay? So 
the first of these dictators was Benito Mussolini. He became the youngest prime minister in Italy's history in 1922. Over the next three years, he spent his time outlawing all other political parties in Italy and eliminated them either through law or through having them killed. And by 1925, he was ruling as the dictator of Italy. He was the one person in charge of Italy. He was a fascist. Right? He wanted only Italians, and Italy, Italy is the most important country in the world. Okay. In 1924, in Russia, now called the Soviet Union by the 1920s, a man by the name of Joseph Stalin became the leader of the Communist Party in the Soviet Union. Now, I told you before we went uh, on online learning that Russia actually pulled out of World War One because they had a civil war between people who supported the czar, the monarchy, and the communists in the country. And this was that was that story about the guy who didn't die from getting shot and stabbed and poisoned and everything, but drowned. All right. The communists eventually won the civil war in Russia, and the Communist Party in Russia was really the only accepted political party in Russia, and they renamed Russia the Soviet Union, and the Communist Party controlled the government of the Soviet Union. In 1924, Joseph Stalin became the leader of the Communist Party, in the Soviet Union, and he controlled the Soviet Union and its government as the dictator, although what was really interesting is that he never actually took a position of power in the government, like president or prime minister. He never ever was that, but he was unquestionably the dictator of the Soviet Union for the next 30 years. Okay. Um, scary thing about Joseph Stalin is that anyone who opposed him, very similar to all these other dictators, anyone who opposed him was killed or disappeared. Okay, so we don't actually have any numbers on how many people Joseph Stalin had killed who opposed him. Okay. The historical estimates range anywhere from 3 to 30 million people got killed directly or indirectly by Joseph Stalin because they opposed the communists and him ruling the Soviet Union. And that is on top of all of the losses that the Soviet Union will have by getting involved in World War II. Y'all, right, you will notice that a lot of this stuff started happening in the 1920s here when the United States was in the Great Gatsby fun times. Uh, 
imagine if the United States was a part of the League of Nations and people could actually respond to all these dictators coming to power. All right? 1926, Hirohito became the emperor of Japan because his father died. All right? Hirohito didn't actually have much power. He really just followed along with what the government of Japan wanted to do at the time. The problem with that was that the government of Japan had been taken over by the military. The army and navy had taken over the government of Japan previously. And many of them were... Uh, in, they were definitely imperialist and national, nationalist, and they had kind of fascist leanings. So they were kind of getting the nationalism on steroids thing going. Okay. Finally, probably the most famous dictator came to power in 1933 in Germany. Okay. Guys, Adolf Hitler was in jail five, ten years previous to this. He was in jail because he had opposed the government of Germany after the Treaty of Versailles. All right. He had been in jail. He got out of jail, helped found the Nazi Party. All right. And in the elections of 19... 32, 1933, no political party in Japan, or sorry, in Germany really gained a majority. So everybody compromised and said, okay, we'll make Hitler the chancellor. All right. That's kind of the equivalent of prime minister or president. It was a compromise choice and it was not a good choice because Hitler was probably the most fascist of all fascists, all right? He, as is known now, absolutely despised and hated Jews who were not German, and he blamed Jews and anyone really who was not German for what happened to Germany in World War Two, or sorry, in World War One, And so... When Hitler became chancellor of Germany, it took him literally no time at all to consolidate power and eliminate all other political parties in Germany and eliminate anyone who was opposed to his rule. And then what he did was actually incredibly smart for getting out of the Great Depression because the Great Depression affected Germany, probably worst of all countries in the world. All right. He put Germans to work building up Germany's military strength. All right. Guns, ammunition, tanks, planes, anything to build. He put Germans to work building it. This brought Germany out of the Great Depression. The problem was it was in violation of the Treaty of Versailles, which is the treaty that ended World War I, because a part of it said that Germany couldn't have a military over a certain size. Hitler destroyed and went over that size. 
And everybody said, oh, well, that's okay. Big mistake. Because in between the years of 1936 and 1940, these four different countries, Italy, the Soviet Union, Japan, and Germany, all invaded another place in the world. All right? You will see this on Tuesday's work. You'll see the beginnings of this where Japan invades China, Germany and the Soviet Union invade Poland, Italy invades places in Northern Africa. And by invading all these different places, these countries started a world war, a, the second one, right? As they were invading all these different places, Germany, Italy, and Japan formed the Tripartite Pact. This is more commonly known as the Axis Powers. Okay, Germany, Italy, and Japan banded together because they were all fascist or had fascist leanings. Remember how I told you that fascism and communism are like opposed to each other because they're on opposite ends of the spectrum? You'll notice that the Soviets were not in the Axis powers. They made an agreement with Germany, as you will see in future days of looking at World War II. But because they were on political opposite sides, Germany eventually is going to invade the Soviet Union, as you will also see. So they were never actually part of the Axis powers. Okay. Now, here's what we're going to do for today and the next several days of class. We're going to be experiencing World War II as it happened. Okay, You have an email from Mr. Meyer that tells you who you are going to be for experiencing World War II. All right. In the assignment post for today, it describes to you who you are, how you feel about things, and what's important to you. Okay? Now, you're going to use that information to react to what you see and learn about World War II as that person at the end of every class every work for class for the next several days. Today, I want you to react to what you have learned about fascism, communism, the dictators, and the Axis powers as that person. Okay? Mr. Meyer had a lot of fun making the roles. Uh, you please kind of try to immerse yourself a little bit and write for today, three to four sentences describing how you, as that person, would react to all these things we just learned. Okay? Three to four sentences is all for today. Date it like it's dated back at that time. And then turn it in in the assignment post for April 17th. Then when you're done... Make sure you answer your lesson question for today. It's the same lesson question for the next, like, four class 
days, right? So you're going to have five different parts that answer this question, all right? All right. Next week, we're going to be looking at different newspaper articles, radio addresses, speeches, maps, and graphs that get sent to Americans. We're going to be looking at all these different things as if you were experiencing them as they happened, and you're going to react as your person that you've been assigned. All right, You're going to react as that person. All right, I'm looking forward to it. I hope you are too. Um, so for today, make sure you have written three to four sentences reacting about what we just learned about all the background of World War II as that person you've been assigned. All right. I hope you all have a great day. Have a wonderful weekend. We'll keep experiencing World, we'll experiencing World War II as it happens next week.